Most of the people on the island wanted to see her married off. As far as they were concerned, she needed a nice man to look after her, but Bella was more than happy on her own. She'd had a few boyfriends over the years, but nothing serious. Relationships were just another way for Bella to get hurt, and she would prefer to keep her heart intact. Anyway, moustache, Dorothy said, I have a salsa lesson starting in ten minutes. If I don't see you before, good luck with a job interview on Monday. Bella stared at her in surprise. The only people she had told about her job interview were her family, but somehow Dorothy had found out. Despite growing up on Hope Island, she'd never get used to how much people knew about everyone else's business. There were around one and a half thousand people who lived on the island, but many of them had changed over the years. A lot of the younger crowd had grown up and left, new people had moved there, and though she knew most of the people of the town by name, she'd never had any interest in who was dating who or what people were up to. Clearly the same couldn't be said about the islanders and her business. Dorothy bustled off down the hill before she suddenly turned back. I hear the boss is a bit of a dish, so maybe you could wear that pretty green dress to the interview. You never know, he might just sweep you off your feet. Bella shook her head affectionately. Dorothy wouldn't be happy until she had a ring on her finger and probably five kids running around her feet. She turned back towards her home. The little cul-de-sac looked idyllic and peaceful in the setting sun. The neighbours all took great pride over their gardens, and everything was in its place, from the rows of terracotta pots brimming over with daffodils and tulips, to the hanging baskets that were a tumble of red, daisy-type flowers. The blossom trees were just starting to bud, and the box hedges were pristinely shaped. Bella felt almost untidy walking into her road in the clothes she had worn volunteering at the dog home that day. With her dirty jeans, tatty converse, and stained red hoodie, she stuck out like a sore thumb. But the neighbours fortunately loved her, so she knew she got a pass. As she walked up the hill, it took her a moment to realise there was something out of place in her little haven, as her eyes fell on the man huddled in a blanket outside her strawberry cottage. She walked closer, noticing he looked even tattier than she did. His stubble was clearly three or four days old, his jumper had more holes in it than Swiss cheese, and the blanket was filthy. He had a woolly hat pulled down over his head, shielding his face from hers, but she could see he was young, maybe around her age, and the hands that were clutching the blanket were large and strong. He had a sleeping bag with him and a rucksack, and he clearly intended to spend the night there. Bella frowned in confusion. Hope Island didn't have a homeless problem, and that wasn't a naive opinion. In all her 27 years living on the island, she'd never seen a homeless person on the island before. And if he had somehow managed to get stranded on the island and had nowhere to stay for the night, why wasn't he down in the little town, where there were shops and cafes that were open until quite late? Rosa's cafe was open throughout the night, because of the fishermen who returned home in the very early hours of the morning. Rosa certainly wouldn't turn anyone away who needed a free meal or a place to hang out until the next ferry left to go back to the main island of St Mary's at five in the morning. He looked up at her as she approached, and she was struck by his deep indigo eyes. There was something about him, something so familiar, though she knew they had never met. "'Do you have any spare change?' he said as she stopped by her gate. "'No, I don't,' Bella said honestly. 
right. He turned his attention back to the floor, clearly not believing her. If only he knew. No, I really don't, Bella said, hating that he thought she was a liar. She never lied. She grabbed her purse from her bag, opened it up and tipped it upside down. Nothing came out. She gave it a good shake for extra proof, and a smile twitched on his lips. Okay, okay, I believe you. He looked so forlorn and dejected, and her heart went out to him. Are you okay? Do you not have anywhere to stay tonight? I don't have anywhere to stay any night. Tonight is no different, he said simply. Oh, no, I'm sorry. She looked around. Hope Island was such an unusual place to pick to spend the night. The cost of the ferry from the main island of St. Mary's was not cheap. Why would a homeless person pay that just to sleep on the streets here?